This is Zoe Church LA. We're not just fans, but rather followers of Jesus. Tune in as Pastor Chad Veach teaches of God's love and how we can live a Zoe life, an abundant life. 2 Corinthians chapter number 6, verse, sorry, chapter number 9, verse 6. I, I, I'm going to give you a little bit of an intro before we read uh, today's reading. We are in a new series called Knocking on My Door. And all of this series comes really out of a scripture in the last book of the Bible, the book of Revelation, chapter number 3, verse 20. Watch what Jesus says here in Revelation 3.20. Watch as it comes on the screen. This is Jesus' words. Behold, I stand at the door and I knock. So whether you realize it or not, God is knocking on your door. It is God that is knocking and it's God that wants in your life. He wants in your heart. Behold, I stand. So it's not a church. It's not a pastor. It's not a friend. It's God himself that stands and knocks. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. And if anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and dine with him and he with me. Translation, God is not trying to establish religion in your life. He's trying to establish relationship in your life. He says, I actually want to come in and have a meal. I want to, this is a really Christian term, I want to break bread. I want to, I want to, come on, let's just go today, Chick-fil-A. I want to have Chick-fil-A with you. <laughs> someone put me on, someone tweeted me yesterday, God wants to have Chick-fil-A with you at Chad Beach. I'm like, all right, I'll take the quote. So, it's just, it's closed on Sunday. Come on, two weeks in a row, let's not go there. Okay. God wants to come and dine with you. He wants relationship. And he wants on the inside. He's not the God that works outside in. He's the God that works inside out. He doesn't come to modify your behavior. He comes to change your belief. And if you allow him in, I just want to give you a heads up today of the power and the possibility that transpires when you let Jesus come and reside in you. Like when you allow God to come in and take residency, just a heads up, everything's going to change. Like you won't, be able to, you won't be able to talk the same. You won't be able to act the same. You won't be able to be the same person. He changes everything when he comes in. He is the master rearranger. My mom, when she comes to visit, you already know where I'm going. Nobody asks her to rearrange. She is self-empowered to rearrange. And that is a whole nother message for a whole nother day. But God comes in and he comes to rearrange and to change. I believe when you allow, if you open the door and you allow God on the inside, he starts to do what you cannot do for yourself. Just want to remind you, you can't change you. You're not strong enough to change you. It is only God that can change you. It is only grace that can change you. It's only the good news of Jesus that can change you. Come on, clap today if you're thankful that when Jesus gets on the inside, he does such a mighty work, you'll never be the same. I just love this. I say all that to say to get to today's reading, 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Watch these scriptures. This is... 
This is one of my, I'm going to teach you today, and I'm just going to break down truths out of these verses. This is some of my favorite parts of Scripture in all of the Bible. Watch this, 2 Corinthians. He says, here's my point. A stingy sower will reap a meager harvest, but the one who sows from a generous spirit will reap an abundant harvest. Let giving flow from your heart, not from a sense of religious duty. Let it spring up freely from the joy of giving, all because God loves a hilarious generosity. Translation, God loves when you give and you're like, <laughs> I can't believe we're giving that away. <laughs> I swore I'd never give that away. <laughs> We're giving that much, but oh, that's crazy. Yes, God is more than ready to overwhelm you with every form of grace so that you will have more than enough of everything. Every moment and in every way, he will make you overflow with abundance. Next slide. In just as the scriptures say about the one who trusts in him. Because he has sown extravagantly and given to the poor. Now, I want to just teach you what the word extravagant is. Let me just show you what extravagant. Extravagant is anything more than you have. Because when you live at one level and you think, wow, that's extravagant. But then you get to another level and then the definition of extravagant changes. Am I preaching to anybody? When you first start in life, you're like, whoa, that is extravagant. And then years later, you're like, what? That's not that extravagant. So extravagant is anything more than you currently have. Because he has sown extravagantly and given to the poor, his kindness and his generous deeds will never be forgotten. Oh, I love this. This generous God. Come on, anybody believe that God is generous today? This generous God who supplies abundant seed for the farmer, which becomes bread for our meals, is even more extravagant toward you. First, he supplies every need, plus more. Then he multiplies the seed as you sow it. Oh, I love this. So that the harvest of your generosity will grow. Look at this last verse. Oh, I love that. So that the harvest of your generosity will grow. I want to preach a message today. Would you write down the title? It's called, I didn't want to give it until... I didn't want to until I understood. I just really believe this. I didn't want to give what God was talking to me about until he opened the door of my heart, came in, and took residency, and he taught me what a generous life looks like. Really want to just remind us today, when Jesus comes on the inside, listen, you were born selfish. I got a right in the back. Somebody was like, Right? One honest person in the church today. You were born selfish. But you, <laughs> you got me. You were born selfish, but you were born again generous. And talk about that in just a moment. But when you're born again, when Jesus comes on the inside, he causes you to become a generous person in every area of your life. Amen. Come on, let's bow our heads. Jesus, we thank you today that you are so good, so kind, so loving. We are asking, 
by the power of your spirit, will you help us understand just how wonderful and gracious and kind and loving you are. We thank you on days like today, we can come to your church, be encouraged and strengthened by the power of your word. We thank you that you are who you say you are. and You truly can do what you said you would do. Our trust is in the name of the Lord. Help us to understand that you have taken residency in our heart. You live here. You reside here. And so do the rearranging that you want in our lives. We don't want to stay the same people in Jesus' name. And God, we thank you that you're rearranging the Lakers to win a championship in Jesus' name. And everybody said together, I had to slip that in there. Come on, let's clap and thank God. Don't think I wasn't going to pray for the Lakers. Don't think, don't think I forgot. Faithful is he. Okay. It's amazing. We, we, we have four kids. <laughs> That's a punchline. Um, we, we have four kids. They're, they're all, well, some of them are awesome. They're all, no, they're all awesome. They're all amazing. They're all awesome. One of the things about being a parent is you understand quickly that no one teaches you how to sin. Like, I was away on a trip the other day, and Julia texted me. She said, our, our almost two-year-old told her, he's almost two, told her recently to shut up. So where is he learning this? Who is teaching our one and a half year old to say such things to the queen of our home? Like, who is telling him? Like, you just, you notice that we're born into sin. Like, it's amazing. The more kids we have, we're done now. the The more kids we have, the more that all you fight for in your home is quietness. So the littlest one is always fighting to get what is what they call mine. He can't say a lot of words, but he can definitely say mine. So we'll go, and I'll hear it because I'm trying to watch the game or something, conversate with the queen, and, and I can hear in the background the fighting, and the littlest one is saying, mine, 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 mine. Mine. So I'll run and listen, I don't care whose it is because the objective of my life right now is just quietness. So even if it was the others, the olders, it is now the youngers in Jesus' name. Because I just don't want to hear anymore the word mine. It is the first word that a human learns before mom or dad, a kid learns the word mine. I'm telling you, every kid I have is the first word mine. It is amazing that the enemy of generosity is selfishness. The greatest enemy of generosity is selfishness. And whether you realize it or not, all of us were born selfish. All of us were born with a sense of it's mine. This is my life. This is my money. This is my career. Everything is mine. And we are still trying to work out The first word we learned when we were young, we're trying to get mine out of our culture. Now, there are moments. Now, it's amazing. Notice that the word generous starts with the letter G, and the word selfishness starts with the letter S. Because generosity, I want to teach you this, Zoe, you are most like God when you give. You have been made to give because we serve a generous God. And selfishness is from below. God is trying to come in to rearrange our life to make us a people that are generous. We talk about this at Zoe all the time. God wants us to be generous with our time, our treasure, and our talent. 
He's not just talking about money. God wants us to sow our time, sow our talents, and sow our resources into his kingdom and his people. And I want to promise you this. If you take care of God's people, God will take care of you. I love this. I love what the the Bible is saying. I want to pull out some truths of this. Write down the first one. Here's the first thing that Paul said here. God will give you all the seed that you need. This is from God. God will give you all the seed that you need in your life. Now understand this. The Bible says he supplies seed to the sower. So you might be here today and you've got a big dream in your heart. And you've got a big, I want to be an actor, I want to be an entrepreneur, I want to be a business owner, I want to have a legacy. Listen, if you've got something big in your heart, you've got something good in your hand. Because God will fulfill what's in your heart by using what's in your hand. He always gives you seed to sow. He supplies seed to the sower. Watch how he says here. Look back on the screen. Second Corinthians, here's my point. A stingy sower will reap a meager harvest, but the one who sows from a generous spirit will reap an abundant harvest. Most of us get excited about the harvest and the potential and the power. Wow, I want to have this kind of life. I want to live in this kind of world. I want to have these kind of friends. Listen, the vision that you have for your harvest is attached to the seed that you sow. So if you have a harvest in mind, if you have a future in mind, if you have a dream in your life, listen, you can fulfill your harvest by sowing your seed. He says, don't expect a big harvest if you're stingy with your seed. By the way, the worst people in the world are stingy people. Can I get an amen? And and nothing worse than a stingy Christian. Everybody's like, whoa. (laughs) I love Zoe, whoa. Just a heads up, I want Zoe to people, when you go to the restaurant, don't be a stingy tipper. You know, give, give one of those hilarious tips. <laughs> give a good percentage tip. Because you reflect God when you're generous. The harvest that you see the harvest that's in your heart, the dream that you have for your future, the life that you want to live is attached to the seed that you sow. Most of us are so focused on our seed. Don't focus on the the seed. God, I'm going to show you what God can do with your seed because God will take care of it. Don't look at your, all I got is seed. All I got is a little bit. It's tiny. It's not that good. It's not that big. No, no. When you sow your seed, God says, I'll bring an abundant harvest. It's called the spirit of generosity, a generous spirit. It gets a hold of you. When Jesus comes and dines with you, he puts inside of you a generous spirit. You can't help all this. Watch this. When God comes in and dines, he takes the meanest people into becoming the kindest people. He takes the hardest of heart to become the softest of soul. He takes those that were selfish and stingy, and he causes them to be generous because God will do something on the inside. Come on, that will work out into the outside. You might say, well, how come I'm like God when I give? Watch John 3.16. If not the most famous scripture in all the Bible. For God so loved the world that he gave. In other words, God saw a harvest of souls. He saw a harvest of salvation. He saw a harvest that would be in heaven. He saw people in Africa and Asia and Latin America and the United States. and God loves Canada. 
That's how good God is. Somebody like, are you for real? Does he really? Yes, he does. And the harvest that he saw was attached to the seed that he sowed. For God so loved the world that he gave. I just want to encourage you. God will give you all the seed that you need. You just keep sowing and God will keep growing. Come on, somebody thank him today. God will supply all of your needs according to his riches and according to his glory. In fact, just write this down. A generous spirit. I love this. A generous spirit is the spirit of the gospel. It's the spirit of the good news, that the good news is for all people. The good news is not for some. The good news is for all. It's a generous spirit. God will give you all the seed that you need. Here's the second point. Write down number two today. I love this thought. God's ready to overwhelm you. We live in an overwhelmed society, an overwhelmed culture. People are overwhelmed by pressure, overwhelmed by circumstance, overwhelmed by stress, overwhelmed by projects, overwhelmed by their boss, overwhelmed by the situation. We lived in an overwhelm. It's too much. It means you're inundated. You're engulfed. You're surrounded. God wants to take you from being overwhelmed by the bad to being overwhelmed by grace, overwhelmed by mercy overwhelmed by faithfulness overwhelmed by his love in your life come on clap together and thank God I'm not overwhelmed by my situation I'm overwhelmed by how good God is look 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 in this verse the next scripture yes God is more than ready to overwhelm you with every form of grace every form of grace in other words God is ready to bless you financially he'll overwhelm you physically he'll overwhelm you with relationships he'll overwhelm you with promotion he'll overwhelm you in every category every form of grace every form of grace God says I'm a, you sow you give you live a generous life and you are going to activate me in your world some of you need to understand you are holding back God. Because as soon as you sow, God goes, whew, now I can work. Now I can do my thing. Now I, I'm ready to overwhelm you with my grace. I'm ready to take, you're going to be, you, you, watch this. You sow it one way, but it comes back to you in every way. You sow that seed and all of a sudden, that's why, remember, church, we talked about Malachi chapter 3, verse 10. Bring all the tithes in the storehouse that I may open the windows of heaven and pour out such a blessing. Did he say it would just be financial? Not just financial. He'll pour out such, every form of grace. Oh, I love this about God. I love that God is ready to, he is ready to overwhelm you with his grace. Where you're just like, you, you, you can't believe I sowed a seed. How do I have so much peace on my pillow? Why, how did I get such awesome friends and such amazing community? How in the world did my kids turn out so amazing? How did I, my business is booming and taking off. What, how is God so good? Because it's just a seed you sow. And God says, I'm going to bless you in every form. Every category of your life. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. I'm going to overwhelm you. I'm going to bless you. Somebody thank God right now. It's just a seed I sow. Comes back to me in every single way. You better get ready in your life. God's about to advance you, promote you, bless you, take care of you. You're going to have the joy of the Lord. You're going to have peace on your pillow. You're going to have the comfort of the Holy Spirit. All because you sowed a seed. 
is just God being God. This is just God being like, I'm going to take care of you and I'm going to bless you. Watch how it says in another translation. And God is able to make all grace abound towards you so that you always have an all sufficiency and all things may have an abundance for every good work. In other words, God said, I want you to be blessed in all times, in all things, in every way. God is not trying to bless a part of your life. He's trying to bless all of your life. God is not just concerned with your spirituality. God is concerned with everything, your totality. Amen? So I'm just telling you, when, you, when God comes into your kitchen, he starts rearranging. He will cause you to be generous. And when you sow that seed, you better, you better watch God. He said, I'm going to overwhelm you with every form of grace. And by the way, when you sow, watch what, write down number three today. I love this. God will not forget. He promises in these scriptures, I will not forget. What you just did right there, I will not forget that. You sowed a seed, whoo, I'm going to reap. I will reap, because sowing is trusting. Put it up on there. Sowing is trusting, and God never forgets those who trust him. You ever do something for somebody and you could tell they forgot how generous you were? And your generosity caused you to be bitter? Oh, I'm the only one. And you're like, dang, I took care of them. I hooked them up. I, we, 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 you know, we bought them that. We introduced them to something. And we did this, that, and we took them. And, and, and then you forget about it? You ever forget about it? I'm guilty of forgetting about people's generosity. Anybody else? I forgot about my parents' generosity until I became a parent. I'm changing diapers and brushing teeth and I'm doing homework and I'm taking them to soccer and I'm doing this. I sometimes just call my dad and be like, hey, how you doing? He's like, what? And I was just like, oh, I just want to say hi. I don't know, I don't know how to say this, but like, I just want to be like, thanks. God's like, you, you sow a seed. I will never forget that. I, I, will, I promise you, you, what you just did there, I watched it. God is, I love this, this is just God. God says, the eye of the Lord is upon the righteous and the unrighteous. Translation, God's watching everybody. He's watching everything. And he's watching what you give. When you sow that seed, God watches. When you sow that seed, it activates God on your behalf. Watch how it says this on the screen. Put it up, this verse. Just as the scriptures say about the one who trusts in him. Because he has sown extravagantly and given to the poor, his kindness and generous deeds will never be forgotten. His, because he sowed and gave to my people, I will never forget it. One of my favorite stories about Jesus is that he divides the sheep and the wolves. He divides Lakers, Clippers, y'all separate. And he divides them in two. Come on, let's have some fun. And so he, he divides the sheep, and he's like, I just want to thank you guys, man. You guys are amazing. He goes, you know, when I was naked, you clothed me. When I was hungry, you fed me. When I was in prison, you came and visited me. And all the people in the sheep were like, uh, God, we don't know how to ask you this, but when were you naked? And when were you hungry? And I didn't know you were in jail. Watch what Jesus says to him in Matthew 25. Look at, then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry? And when did we feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in? And when did you need clothing and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison or go visit you? Watch what he says. Then the king will reply, truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers... 
and sisters of mine, you did for me. Come on, Zoe, somebody clap right now. I'm sowing a seed, but God will not forget. You might be like, it's, a, it's just a tote. It's just like Thanksgiving. It's just like some cans. It's just a turkey. God's like, oh, you do that for me. I will never forget that. You bought Christmas toys for kids? Oh, my gosh. Pound it. That's what I'm talking about. God says, I'll never forget it. You might, don't stop focusing on your seed. Because God will do more with your seed than you'll ever dream. Because you have sown extravagantly, oh, you better get ready. I'm going to overwhelm you and I'll never forget this. I will never forget this. And also write this down. I love this promise. God promises to water and grow your seed. So it's not just that he's keeping track of it. It's that once you sow it, God starts going to work. Translation Zoe, write this down. It's your job to sow. It's God's job to grow. Your job is just simply to sow the seed. I sow, I give, I sow, I give. God takes care of the rest. God's, God's, God's promises will be fulfilled. God says, you put that seed out and I will water it. I will grow it. I will multiply it. I will do more with that. You, listen, you think it's just a little seed, but when I get a hold of it, I will do more with it than you ever imagined. Look what he says here, 2 Corinthians, put it back up. This generous God who supplies abundant seed for the farmer, which becomes bread for our meals, is even more extravagant towards you. First, he supplies every need, plus more than he multiplies the seed as you sow it. You ever see somebody out in the front yard and they're, they're in the morning, they're watering, you know, their, their plants, they're watering, you know, what they put in the garden? This is our, one of our neighbors. I'm just like, wow. That's amazing. One day I'll get on your level. And then they do it in the evening. And they, and they water. And they, and, they, and they work with what they've sown. God says, all that I need from you is to sow. You're a sower. You sow. I'm the God that waters. I'm the God that grows it. It is not on you to grow everything. You sow. You sow your time. You sow your talent. You sow your treasure. You sow the seed. You sow whatever you have. God will grow it. I just want to, I want to admit to you, we didn't grow Zoe Church. Zoe Church didn't grow because of Julie and I and our team. Zoe Church, we just threw a bunch of seed. And we kept throwing the seed. And we kept throwing the seed. And God gives the increase. God grows stuff. Anybody believe that about God? God will grow things in spite of you. God will grow things on your behalf. He just multiplies it and he grows it. Isn't it amazing? It's, it's like God. All of it's from him and then when, he's, when we sow it, he's like, I'm going to give you more. It's like Maverick. My Mavi wants to give an offering. I give him a dollar to put it into the, to the plate, into the offering plate, and I'm so proud that he does it. I give him another $2. All of it's from me. It's, from, it's my money. It's my $2. It's my $1. God's like, I'm watching you, and as you give, it makes me so happy. I just want to give you more to give. I will multiply your seed, and I will cause things to grow on your behalf. Come on, clap right now, and thank God. It's just my job to sow the seed. It's just my, my job to give it. God will take care of the rest. Worship team, you can come join me. And I love this. It even says this in the Bible, 1 Corinthians chapter 3. I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave 
the increase. The increase that you are looking for comes from God, not from you. We have to admit in our lives, we are not that talented. We are not that good. We are not that smart. God did stuff that is beyond you. How God hooked you up and took your career and took you to this place, it was definitely, you just kept sowing and God kept growing. I want to encourage us, Zoe, we're going to live by these truths. We're going to live by this principle that God is watching. He's going to overwhelm you. He, come on, he will not forget it. He's going to make it, he's going to cause it to grow. He's going to multiply it. Come on, business owners. Come on, entrepreneurs. Come on, get some faith right now. I'm just sowing. I love this verse in Zechariah. Look at this truth in Zechariah. But the things have changed. I'm taking the side of my core of surviving people. Sowing and harvesting will resume. Vines will grow grapes. Gardens will flourish. Dew and rain will make everything green. My core survivors will get everything they need and more. You've gotten a reputation as a bad news people. No, 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 no. You people of Judah and Israel, I'm coming to save you. From now on, you'll be the good news people. Don't be afraid. On your own, you were selfish. On your own, you were a disaster. On your own, you were mean. On your own, you were an addict. But God loved you enough to knock. And he says, behold, I stand at the door and I knock. And if you just let me come in, it's an if. It's a big if. You don't have to let me in, but if you'll do it, I will come in and I will dine with you and I'll rearrange your whole life. And I will cause you to go from selfishness to generous that fast. By the way, it doesn't take a month. It doesn't take a year. It's in the moment. It's in the moment of salvation. It's in the moment of receiving. It's the moment of decision. This changes everything. God says you'll be the good news people. Because isn't it more blessed to give than it is to receive? I know I'm, I'm preaching to some dreamers. I'm talking to some, some people that see a harvest in your future. And the harvest that you see is attached to the seed that you sow. Write down the last thought. Let me encourage you with this. God will give you more faith. Zoe, hear me today. You don't need more seed. You need more faith. Because God can't give you more seed till you sow what you have. It is a tragic thing to eat all your seed. You are not meant to eat all your seed. You're not made to do that. That's why. Let's go back to the word mine. Malachi 3, what does he say? Bring the tithes and the offerings to the storehouse. They are mine. It's mine. God says that's mine. That part is mine. So God understands what belongs to you and what belongs to him. You can't eat all your own seed. So in other words, hear me today. If, you, if you're in financial problem, you're in financial stress today, I want to encourage you, be a good steward, have a great budget, have a good plan, understand how to be a good steward of what God's given you. So much of financial reality is understanding God's given me seed. It's not meant just for me. A lot of my seed I got to sow. And it, listen, at the end of the day, it's all a faith issue. I've got faith that as I sow, you'll never forget. I got faith that as I sow, you'll multiply it and grow it. I got faith that as I sow, you're going to overwhelm me with grace. I got faith that you'll give me all the seed that I need. Come on, Zoe. All the seed you need comes from God. Do you believe it today? All the seed you need comes from the good Father.
I have never seen the righteous forsaken. I've never seen them want. And this is just, I'll tell you my testimony now, just tell you my story. Every year, God increases Julie and I. Every year we get more increase. I've never gone backwards one year. But you know, every year, Julie and I, we give more than we did the year before. Every year, it's just our value. We're gonna give more this year. So hear me, when we set out the year, we never make it our aim to make more. We always make it our aim to give more. Because I understand this truth about God. You can't outgive God. And you know what I'm looking for? You know what I'm really praying for? For us? God, give me more seed so I can sow more. I'm just looking to sow more, not eat more. Amen? Come on, clap and thank God today. It's the power of opening the door. God comes in and makes his home. Changes everything. Now it's not about what I can get, it's about what I can give.